Welcome back, guys, to the pod. Gosh, damn it, I already fucked it up. Good one, Ray. Good one. Have another one, Ray. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Guide Series podcast. This episode is brought to you by Camo Retro. If you're looking to pick up a new set of outdoor gear and apparel this fall or want to get cash for your unwanted gear, check out our friends at CamoRetro.com. Camo Retro is a great place to find pre-owned or new gear, especially those timeless vintage and old school styles or camo patterns that you can't find in the store today. Create your free seller account for $5 off your next order and use code GUIDESERIES5 for 5% off their hand-picked Camo Retro collection. That's GUIDESERIES5, all lowercase, no spaces, and the number five. Follow Camo Retro on Instagram and create your seller account on CamoRetro.com today. Boys, what is going on? Got my co-host, Sean Geary. What up, boy? What's going on? And we got Ducks special... Saturday and I got to work Friday. And I usually don't work Fridays. Actually, I, I don't work Fridays, period. So you poor, you poor thing. You have to work on a Friday like the rest of the damn country. It's ridiculous. It is it's not yeah, American, you, really. You, you, have American. A t- you, have, you, have, you have a tough life. And we have a special guest with us tonight from... Midwest Flyways, we got Joey Vasallo on the Guy Series podcast. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm pumped. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, we, uh, I, was, I opened up a minute ago and, uh, you know, did my, hey, welcome to the Guy Series podcast. And I forgot to name my own damn podcast. So, <laughs> if you, so y'all, can make, y'all can make fun of me for that. Everyone, make, everyone makes mistakes. Oh, it's okay. I don't. I don't go for the low-hanging fruit, so you're all good. <laughs> Joey, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Tell the viewers uh, kind of who you are, where you're from. Uh, give us give us a rundown. Sounds good, man. No, I'm. Uh, my name is Joey Vasallo. I'm from central Minnesota. I'm just outside of the Twin Cities metro. And uh, me and two other buddies started up a YouTube channel slash podcast you know, all the social media platforms called Midwest Flyways. About This is our fourth year doing it. And we make cinematic films calling for ducks and geese tutorials. We make reviews of products and just badass cinematic hunts. So, and I've been doing this, I've been doing this since Nam really just hunting in general. And uh, my dad started taking me out in the blind since I was a year and a half years old. He'd carry me on his shoulders out into the swamp and, uh, I've loved it ever since. Nice. Very nice. I, I mean, and probably a lot of people have watched your YouTube videos. Uh, I know, obviously, I have. Geary has. I mean, you guys make some incredible videos. You guys produce some awesome content. Uh, and, you, and you told me before coming on the podcast, like you and I both, you know, we're not big, like, we're not big tech guys. So, not me. <laughs> not me, man. If you think I have anything to do with like the video quality that we have, you are sadly mistaken. So give us figure this out. So give us a rundown on the guy behind the camera because we, you know, we see him in, in your videos and whatnot on YouTube. Uh, you know, kind of give us a rundown and you can get, give him a little shout out if you want. Yeah. So his, uh, the wizard behind the green curtain is Connor Olstad. And he does this full time, man. He is just a maniac. He went to Taylor University for four years for video production. And he is just an absolute monster behind that camera. And his editing, second to none. 
the yeah. only person in like the entire outdoor industry, or there's two people, there's two people in the entire outdoor industry that I think are better slash rival Connor is Ben Potter with Canna Outdoors. And then uh, the guys over at Daybreak Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Those guys are just insane. Yeah, they put together some good videos too. <clears throat> yeah, but those are the only two people that I think, and I watch, I've watched damn near every waterfowl calling tutorial video, everything out there. And uh, Connor's for sure, like top three. By that's, far. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and you can tell just by watching your videos, the production that goes into it. And it's a lot, like people don't understand editing. I mean, just for even a photographer, some of the editing that I do, like it takes time. You see these guys like we've had on the podcast, RT Bailey, any, any photographer you go through and get your pictures, delete pictures, edit them. It takes time. Yeah. Video is a whole nother animal. And to go through and sit down and do it all, you really have to have a passion for it. Oh, I know. And I don't have that passion. I don't. My, <laughs> dude, my passion is shooting the birds out of the sky and calling them in close. That's all I really care about. Mm-hmm. I could give a shit less if, I'm, if we get a good video. Of course, I want to get a good video. But at the end of the day, if we have a good hunt and no video, I'm still happy. Right. Right. So, I understand. So how did – how did you guys's, I guess, you know, social media platform and just where, where you guys are at? Like, how did, how did Midwest uh, Flyways get started? Like, when did it start? How did it start? How did it come about? Okay. Well, we all, <clears throat> we all went to high school together back in the day. I've known Connor since <clears throat> technically fourth grade. And then Cal and I grew up across the street from each other. And then we all went to school together for one year total. Cal changed from public school to our little Christian school. And then, um, and then Connor and I, I can't remember why, but we hated, we hated each other all through middle school and high school. Like we would be at each other's throats all the time. We wouldn't look at each other in the hallway, nothing. It was bad. And we graduated, I graduated with 23 other people. Oh, wow. So like you, like you, like, so you knew him, like you knew him really well. Oh yeah. We knew we were all like one big, one tiny little dysfunctional family at our high school. But anyway, Cal, Cal and I were best friends and then Connor and Cal were best friends. And so it was like this weird feud between us at all times. And uh, my roommate just walked in with a freaking hard hat and two bush light cans with the straws coming down to go into your mouth. <laughs> what was the feud about? Was it over <laughs> and stuff or what no no connor connor didn't really grow up hunting like i did he, he mostly deer hunted growing up and then uh he got really into it when he was in like high school whereas i i've been doing it with my dad my entire life right and uh but no we just i took out duck hunting for his first time six seven years ago or something it was i think we were i'm 27 so i think it was the year before we could drink legally and then we uh I took Cal out. He water swatted his first gadwall, like his hen gadwall. And he, his eyes were just like freaking saucers. And he's like, Oh my God, I want to do this all the time. So then he started, you know, Cal's a business guy. And so he's just like, dude, we could make a company out of this. We could do this. We could do that. And I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, and he's like, well, dude, think about it. You'll be able to hunt more. Maybe we'll get free stuff. We'll get paid to do it. And I'm like, okay. He's like, but we need to get Connor Olstad involved. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I fucking hate that guy and he's like dude we'll go to green mill we'll get it all figured out and uh whatever and so we hashed it out got all of our stuff out and i still don't remember why he won't say it maybe i'll get mad again or something but 
maybe that's why he won't tell me, but he, uh, I don't know. We we're just, we're best friends now. Like just blood brothers, you know? That's, That's crazy. Awesome. That's good. We, we might we might need to get you both on the podcast and and mm-hmm. and you know and just try to and, and squash it out again. Maybe 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 Gary and I can just try to dig you guys deep and see. Yeah, start dude. A fight. Yeah, start start a fight via Zoom call. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, I'm I'm Italian, man. We're always confrontational, so we'll just we'll but, just do it. You know, Vasallo. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Vasallo. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Very Italian, but I don't look like it. I'm blonde hair, blue eyes. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Not Sorry, I'm an I'm an ugly dude, but <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Gary Gary's rocking his stash right now, and you know you're you're speaking his language too. Easy now. Um, so on uh, one of your videos, you have uh, Bobby Guy Films. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved with him? Because I watched. Like all through college and stuff, when uh, um, do you know Flair? Like, yep. Yeah. So like he does like vlogs and stuff or whatever, and he has like oh, yeah. two million followers or or subscribers and stuff, and he's part of their he's part of their brand. What is their brand called again? I can't. Ducks Waterfowl. Ducks Waterfowl, and so I don't know. I don't know if that's huge or not now with Flair being it's involved. It's massive. It's massive, right? So how do yeah. you get involved with? Uh, is that his, is that his full, like, what's his, what's his real name? But that Bobby guy, Bobby guy, Bobby guy, his last name. Are you guy. shitting me? Gary? You didn't think well, that was his real name? I've only <laughs> seen him on YouTube. I've only seen, I mean, yeah, we know guy from Arkansas, but, um, no, yeah. His name is Bobby last name guy, Bobby guy. So how did you get involved with Bobby guy? You know, I'd have to look back, but, um, when I when we first made our YouTube channel, man, I didn't really know how to goose call. I could flute call, and I could blow a flute. My dad grew up, uh, or I grew up hunting with my dad. My dad had a guide service back in Lacquaparo, Minnesota, which is a, used to be the goose hunting capital of the world. And so Tim Grounds would come to our cabin all the time back before I could even really know what was going on. I was like under four years old, and so Tim gave me a guide flute that was engraved in 1993, the year that I was born. And it says to Joey, we love you, Tim grounds, you know, he engraved it on the call is badass. And, and so I, I just blew that for as long as I could. And then the short read came out and then I was like, I don't know how this thing runs. What is this? And so then when we started Midwest flyways, that's when I got really serious about goose calling. And that's when I went all throughout YouTube. And I was trying to learn how to goose call so that I didn't look like an idiot on camera, you know? And so, uh, but that's didn't work out for me, obviously, because if you watch our channel, I'm a fucking idiot, but they, (laughs) (laughs) but but then uh, I think Bobby just picked up on our videos and he started commenting on our uh, YouTube videos. And then I got on Instagram. I personally got on Instagram in 2016, the year before we started Midwest Flyway. Yeah, I think the year before we started Midwest Flyways. And then uh and then he reached out to me or I reached out to him, one of the two. And then we've just been like chatting back and forth ever since. And then one day he's like, dude, y'all should come down here. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> so much fun going down there, man. They are That's covered awesome. up in birds. Oh he's, I mean he's, I, I he's watched a- videos too. 
He's out of Kansas, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Central. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's he he's a he dude. He's a hoot, and he's obviously like a lot of people in the waterfowl industry would like to meet him. I would love to meet the guy. He said, and everything I've heard about him, I heard he's just a stand-up dude. Uh, you know, just a goofy. You can tell in his videos he's goofy, but but like that's but that's what people love to watch too. And that's and that's why people like you know your guys' videos because it's real. It's not, it's not scripted. It's not, I mean, and you might do stuff to get certain shots at some points, but like, you know, like I watched your guys' duck opener, that video, and you guys were swinging around the pool sticks. Dude, that was a, f I died, <laughs> dude, dude, I dude. died laughing, died laughing. When Connor was editing that, I, I didn't even realize he was filming. Like I knew that he was filming, but maybe we had a couple too many beers the night before. And so like, it's not like I forgot about it, but I just kind of forgot about it. And uh, he's editing up the video. He does this every year, man, where we go out on duck opener and he's the first video out every year for duck opener. So it always gets a bunch of views. And uh, that dude, he's just dying laughing at the kitchen table upstairs in my cabin. And he's just like dying. And he's like, you guys need to come and see this. And he just, <laughs> dude, I, <laughs> I'm like trying to give a serious interview and Cal just comes up from behind me. <laughs> It sounded, it sounded like fruit. It sounded like someone was playing Fruit Ninja in the background. It was so funny, dude. dude oh, that shit made me laugh so hard. Mm -hmm. uh, we were so amped. Every duck opener, man, it's like a holiday. I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's 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 the best. How how was your guys' first hunt in Minnesota? It was okay. It was okay. I I want to say that I was the problem besides the win because, dude, when I get no sleep like I did out there, we tried sleeping out there. Like we got out there at like 2 a.m. or something just ridiculous because it's public water. And uh, we tried sleeping in our boat and I got an hour of sleep and then I woke up and I'm just soaking wet. It was just gross. So when I'm in that kind of a state, I can't shoot. Everything is in like slow motion. So when I called the shot, when I called the shot, all the ducks are like now at our faces and I'm like, oh no. So I was just screwing that up all morning. That's all but, right. It looked, it looked fun, though. Oh, it, we had so much fun, man, regardless. but And we killed plenty of birds. Like, it was fun. And, but we also uh, – we had 15 miles an hour of wind, and then literally five minutes after shooting time, no wind. Really? No. Yeah, and we're trying to hide under socks, you know, like dive bomb socks. And so it's just like, well, this isn't going very well now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you can you can get you can get away with it sometimes, but hey, ballsy move because you guys are on that sandbar with socks. Not a bad not a bad move. I liked it, but yeah, when when it probably got a little brighter out, yeah, you know the thing it the, it was it looked badass, man. And what's really really funny is like a couple of people know about that spot. I'm not going to say where it is because it's already got too many people on it. But I mean that place is legit at the beginning of each year. I think like 10,000 plus ducks and geese are on it at all times that time of year. It's just gross. And uh, <clears throat> some guy, like the boats can't stop there because it's such shallow water, especially this year. I've never seen the sandbar that big. It was probably like, I don't know, let's just say 500 by 500 of a sandbar, like way too big. Uh -huh. And uh, these boats can't stop there. Otherwise they'll get stuck and it's, it's clay there. So they'll just trash their props. And so these guys are just blowing right through our spread. And I remember from years past 
they're like, don't put your decoys in the deeper water because they'll get run over by these mud motors. It's <laughs> fucked. It's totally <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and so when we threw up the video, some guy commented and he's like, thanks for not putting your decoys in the deep water. So I didn't have to run over it. I'm like, so that guy like watched our video and he's like, that was such a sick spread. I wish I could have stopped and said, Hey, but I didn't want to stop there. I would have gotten stuck. I'm like, that's so crazy, man. Huh? That's but cool. Yeah, that's cool. It looked like you guys could get set up. How do you guys usually hunt? Like, you know, like, because, and you guys are just creating videos as you go. And obviously you guys are going to have run into your bad hunts. You're going to have run into your good hunts, but do you hunt a lot of public or do you, do you, be, are you able to jump on private up there? Or is there a lot of permissions? <clears throat> yeah. So I, I personally, whether it's with Midwest flyways or not, I personally am almost always hunting public land. When I'm, if I'm on water, it's public. If we're ever on water, it's public. And then a lot of our, uh, like we don't have public fields here in Minnesota. So that's all permission based. I got you. And, and how, I mean, and I feel like Wisconsin, Minnesota, New York, where Geary's at, I feel like a lot of Northern states have those marshes, um, you know what I mean? And you, and then you start getting down, uh, down into the U S and going South and then your, your public water is a bunch of lakes and, and, yep. and bigger reservoirs and stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, you guys is, you know, your habitat up there is um, like just amazing for, for waterfowl. It can be. Yeah. It's, it's amazing for breeding. It's mm -hmm. not the best for hunting though. Right. And what's interesting, you know, I've been, one of my good buddies up here is, is uh nick johnson if you know who he is you should get him on the podcast i'll write his name down he's a crazy dude he's the most out of the box hunter that like he thinks the most out of the box things i've ever experienced he actually taught me how to do the quick spit on the goose call i paid him a 60 dollars or something for an hour and a half lesson and then we just became best friends that's cool and uh and where was i going with this but he, he was just saying on his Snapchat that I think he, he says, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we are like the duck factory, the Midwest is, and we put millions of dollars of our duck stamp money into our breeding habitat. But when it comes to hunting them, all of our WMAs, WPAs, they're damn near impossible to access. You can't use a motor. You have to use like a shitty rowboat. And then also they leave almost immediately. So we're putting our own money into these areas that don't hold birds, they breed birds. And then they go down to Missouri and Iowa, you know, like wherever else that's South. And so he's saying that all of our ducks, like if we ban mallards here, they're all killed in Arkansas. And so the Arkansas, Arkansinians, whatever you want to call them, what do you call Arkansas people? Hey, there are a bunch of good people down in Arkansas. There are oh, a bunch they of are. Good Don't get me wrong. I love my Arkansas boys. I love going to Arkansas to hunt, but they probably. Yeah, think I, mean, I mean, that's just the way. You know, that's just kind of the. They probably. It's think a good just, point that your buddy make that your buddy makes. It's. I mean, we deal so, here in New York too. I mean. So why isn't? So why isn't Arkansas paying us, and then we can use that money to keep it so that we can keep mallards instead of just breeding them. Yeah. I mean, people are trying to figure out how to manage their own state with their, like we have DEC department of environmental conservation. A lot of people have DNRs or whatever your, you know, state agency is. And, you know, people can't even get through to them for ideas or 
what they think that they should do. Nevertheless, like trying to communicate from one state agency to another. I mean, that's just, you know, you might as well start trying to do U.S. agencies to Canadian agencies. It's just, it's almost impossible, unfortunately, a, right now. Right. It may, I think it's going to change in the future. Um, but, you know, as of right now, you know, I think that's a good point. But it's, it's tough. It's, it's just tough to do. I think it's you bring politics. up. I think you bring up a yeah. Involved shot gear. I cut you off. No, you're fine. I'm just saying it's like it, it, as much as we hate to say it, like hunting is involved with politics because of the state agencies managing them. Yeah. And I honestly, Joey, you really bring up a good point, and not that I disagree with it at all. And I've really never thought about it like that because a lot of these northern states are are breeding birds. And that's, that's where those birds are going and they're staying. They may not make that trip all the way up to, you know, into Canada and whatnot. And, you know, and you, and you also talked about before we got on the podcast earlier in the week, we were on a phone call, you were talking about your, your dates and how they're opened and how, you know, by the time, by the time it gets really good in Minnesota, your season's closed. Like talk yeah. about your guys' dates and, and what your kind of opinion is. Cause I, I think we, we, we talk about this all the time on the podcast and I don't think we're beating a dead drum. I just think it opens people's eyes to what other, you know, Arkansas, we battle, our, we have our own battles. Kansas probably has their own battles, but they shoot them in the face every day, so maybe they don't. But, you know, <laughs> just, just talk about your guys' battles up there with the seasons and, and whatnot. You know, I think the biggest battle, honestly, is our season dates because I'm a true blue mallard hunter. Like, if I could do one thing every single day, it wouldn't be just hunting in general. It would be – shooting mallards like those are my favorite shooting them over small water or like a bigger lake like i have a lake that i have that's public and if you can get there on the right day goodness gracious if you can get there on the right day and you can throw a mega spread and i mean like eight nine dozen of mallard floaters with like 10 mojos and two jerk rigs a couple diver lines running off of there you will shoot a 10 to 12 man limit wow and it's gross but guess what time of year that is December, 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 and our dates close the weekend of Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. So our, our season dates are third weekend of September for opening duck. We don't have an early teal season. And then we go for 60 days for duck and we close two weeks before all the mallards get there. And, 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 and as you probably know, firsthand, you know, weather plays a big part of that i mean and if it and if it gets cold early which i think it is i mean it's colder here in tennessee than it has been i mean it's supposed to be like 35 saturday morning which is unheard of really for october here wow so that is so weather plays a big part in that you guys could get a bunch of cold weather early and then end up having a good duck season but at the right. same but at the same time you know the last couple seasons have not been that way and you guys are just laid on the birds I, and I can't believe you guys don't have like a split in there or anything. No, we do. We have a, we have it right after our season opener. So it goes, <clears throat> we open our season. Can't use mojos. Can't use spinning wing ducks. And so last, this past weekend was the first weekend we could use spinning wing decoys. So let's see, we opened on the 26th this year and last weekend we could start using mojos. That's absurd. That's an, abs that's a, absurd. that's an absurd rule. 
And North Dakota opens at the same time as us for duck, and so does Wisconsin, and they can both use mojos. Now, are you – so we can get into this. Are you, are you guys a big mojo believer? Yes, until they're not working. So, like, for water, <laughs> for obviously water. So, like, here's what happens a lot here where I hunt or we hunt. Um, I hunt, like I said, a lot of public water. And so what does everyone do? They throw out one to two dozen mallard floaters, all mallards, and then they have two mojos running, you know. And – so what you need to do is sound better than they do, have more decoys than they do, and be different. Because they they sound like this, a freaking kazoo, dude. Everyone in the public marsh sounds like a kazoo. Right. So if you sound better than them, you're already at an advantage. And then they all have two spinning wing decoys. I always keep them up for the first half hour. And once I see birds flaring at that 40-yard mark, then I pull them. And then I pull out the jerk rigs and get those things going. And you will crush every single duck that comes into the marsh. Jerk, jerk string is still to this day and will be forever the best motion decoy that you can have, hands down. It's the goat. It's I heard, goat. I heard, um, I heard, uh, hey, uh, Geary, guy called me today. I talked to him on the phone. He said there's something, there's a company called, like, the, it's called, like, the Duck Thing. Duck Thing. Have you heard, have you heard of it, Joey? It's like, it, he, he no. was basically explained it to me. It's, it's like a, it almost be like a diver setup. You can put a bunch of decoys on it and it's one string, one pulley. So you can pull this string and then it'll activate those ducks like 60 yards off to the right. And it'll activate those ducks like 20 yards to your left. And then you like, you pull it, like you keep pulling it and then it'll switch somehow it'll switch and it'll just, it'll make a bunch of decoys move it. It's one big jerk string for the whole spread it's called he told me to look it up i still have it. i'm going to after this podcast it's called the duck, duck thing. Thing. thing i've been saying this for years man that if someone came out with a jerk rig that you could somehow attach to your entire spread you would absolutely first of all make a killing and then second <laughs> of all you would absolutely murder the birds and be able to buy the best duck hole in arkansas <laughs> <laughs> right exactly it's so funny that you guys are talking about this because obviously we're getting ready for opening day on saturday and we have like 15 guys going up to hunt public we're splitting up into two groups whatever and he texts me he goes what are you gonna are you gonna run your mojo plus your butt ducks plus your uh jerk rig and i said no i'm not using a mojo and he goes, why? He's like, do you need to borrow one? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to, if I want to buy a mojo, I buy a mojo. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the spinning wing ducks. I just don't like them because I don't know if it, maybe I'm biased because of hunting in Arkansas, but I'm like, every time we put them out, we pull them. And even, even up here, we pull them because they flare, they flare. It, you, you get to, you get 15 days into the season, you're pulling your mojos all the time because all of the ducks flared at a hundred yards. I just don't, I just don't like using them. I have a jerk string rigged up and then I have three butt ducks. That what do just you use around. for a jerk string? What's do that? You just, do you have a specific brand of jerk string that you like? No, I, I don't. I'll use anything, anything just to move decoys. I honestly think, I think the decoys is, you know, movement of the decoys is one thing, but we've talked about it on the podcast before. I think it's muddying up the water is what really brings in ducks. I really do believe that. So I just, I don't use the mojos 
in New York, I, I don't use them, period. If guys yeah. bring them, you know, guys that I haven't hunted with or new guys, they want to put it out. I'm like, go ahead, put it out. And then after 20 minutes, when the first four groups of ducks flare at 40 yards, I'm ready to take that thing, dunk it in the water, never use it again. I don't ever want to see it again in my spread. And Joey, I, I agree with you though. I, I don't mind sticking them out at that first, you know, that first, you know, light where it's still dark and that first 15, 20 minutes, you know, it, and, and those, and those birds can't just, those birds aren't dialing in on exactly what it is. They can't really tell what's going on. They just see a flash. I don't, I don't really don't mind it for that first little bit, but after soon after that, I mean, by the time you get to Arkansas, you're hunting, you know, you're hunting for pretty, very, very smart ducks because Minnesota guys just, you know, shoot them at 80 yards in the air. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey. hey, man, you're not wrong. You are I'm not kidding. wrong. I'm you should kidding. see. I'm going to start a video. I'm going to start a fucking video series of what dipshits in the marsh do because I've seen cormorant shot, pelican shot, sky bussing at 140 yards. I mean, I think I've seen it all pelicans. at this point, man. Hey, you I have, swear to God, you have you have fifteen thousand points, like seven thousand followers, fifteen fifteen thousand followers. You're at least gonna get fourteen five to watch that video. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Talk of this. Talk. Oh, go ahead. I cut you off. You're all right. No, you're all good, dude. I just I was checking one of my duck holes today. It's a cool little pond just outside of the metro, and some guy told me that. Um, the guy, I haven't had a chance to talk to the owner. I've gone in there eight times this year and tried to get permission again. I've had, I've been hunting it for four or five years and he goes, yeah, I've been letting some kid hunt it. And I'm like, come on, man. Like I've been giving you so much duck and goose meat for four or five years. And I thought we had this understanding of this is my shit now. Like this is <laughs> Like I've had beers with you. You're a little weird. And so like, I've spent enough time with you to where you shouldn't be giving permission to anyone else. You know, I'm pretty sure I said that day, day one, like, Hey man, as long as like, I'm the only one who can hunt this, like, let's go. like, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I mowed his yard for him one time when he wasn't home, like that type of shit. Hey, and he lets dude. this little, yeah, this dude, little 17 year old kid come on out there. So then the 17 year old kid comes out there and he's like, Oh, so you're the guy who's been hunting this for four years? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Who are you? You want to, you want one? I'll fucking, I'll fucking give you one, Ricky. <laughs> that's, for all your, that's for all your trailer park lovers out there. Trailer park boys lovers out there. It's a good show. Go I'm the green bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You, you should you just should have, you should just dumped him one right in the middle of the forehead. Oh my God. Trevor, you stupid alien guy. <laughs> That's so funny. No, but I run into the 17 year old kid and he knows a lot of the same people that I know. And I'm like, okay, I've never met you or heard of you before. I think it's interesting that we know like literally 30 of the same people. He's a young kid. And he's talking about how he's hunting with one of my other buddies, Tim Steele. And he's like, yeah, you know, we hunt the river a lot and we, we boat up to them while they're roosting and we shoot them off the roost. And I'm like, oh so, so you're so you're one of those guys that ruins our late season hunts here like, and he's you, like well well no we don't do that he's like trying to correct himself i'm like dude you're oh. you're my you you are my problem actually i have i have finally met my problem in person mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i know uh, now did i almost slap him when he said that to me yes 
<laughs> but did oh. I? No. But I mean, just the gall of like, can you imagine just like going up to a roost of 2,000 geese <laughs> in the middle of a day and like getting out, walking towards them and shooting them? And here comes I don't, get, I just don't see the fun in that, but. And here That's comes what I said. I was like, I'm like, dude, it's so much more fun to shoot them when they feed. And he's like, no, yeah, it is. And he's like, Jesus, trying to backtrack at that point, you know. But and here, and here comes the putter throw. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but to to finish that segment, there is a lot of bullshit that happens here in Minnesota that I'm sure once you get further down south, it educates the birds, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it's public land too. You run into that, and we and we had Doctor Duck on, and we talked a bunch about that, and that's. And that's his message, uh, and I think he's doing a really good job with that. Just as trying to far, just as far as trying to talk much, uh, educate people because they they may not know, they may not have had yeah. a, a dad like you or me to to teach you how to do it the right way and to go about the right way with etiquette and whatnot. So, you know, it's I think it's it's our I think it's our like Doctor Duck said. I'm not I'm not quoting myself here, but like he said, it's it's our duty as 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 guys that know how to do it right to educate you know those younger guys who are just going out there and they just see a big pile of ducks so yeah that are just young dumb and full of cum exactly mm -hmm. yeah we yeah. got to educate these little these little kids and that's one of the reasons why we started the youtube channel like our our <clears throat> motto of the youtube channel is we want to ah crap i forget this every single time i forget how it's perfectly worded but we want to help the next generation get into it we want to inspire the next generation to like have this tradition mm -hmm. like we understand oh i remember what it is excuse me while i burp but right. we, we understand the traditions of the outdoors and we want to pass those on to the next generation you know you, that's beautifully written too well, thank you you didn't, I didn't write you, it. you didn't write, I, didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely did not but awesome. it's just i love there's something about this stuff man there's something about waterfowl like i'm in construction like I'm a general contractor and I have been for five or six years now and I've been in construction for 10 and I hate teaching people about construction. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Like if you don't know what's going on, like we're going to give you shit until you quit. Yeah. But you know, it. yeah, we're going to yeah, get the fuck out, you know, get the <laughs> fuck out. and uh, <laughs> I wish everyone else could see my animation. I know what I'm doing in this podcast, but but when it comes to waterfowl, man, like I have absolutely zero issues. Like if someone messes up, like, don't worry, man, like we'll get the next flock. Like I'm a totally different person when it comes to waterfowl, just because if my dad didn't teach me, like if my dad didn't bring me up in this shit, I don't know who I'd be mm -hmm. today. Yeah, that's a fact. I feel, the, I feel the same way too. I feel the same way too. Uh, let's say, let's segue into, you know, you know, you guys started Midwest Flyways and what has that brought you, you know, and, and not just the, the videos and the followers and, and, and maybe in fans, right. You can call them fans. Uh, where have you guys hunted? What have you guys got to do from it? Where has it kind of taken you? Obviously we just talked about Bobby guy, but you know, if there's anywhere else that you guys have hunted or, or, you know, cool States, cool hunts, cool people you've met. Dude. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, I've got to travel around the United States and it's pretty freaking cool. Like I, I've always wondered how different Minnesota is from other States when you're hunting ducks and geese. And mm -hmm. let me tell you what I've found out. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. 
but Minnesota is the hardest state to kill honkers in. It is so hard, man. Like, there are a lot of good goose hunters in this state. And so what Midwest Flyways has taught me is, like, we've got it really hard here. And if you've noticed, there are a lot of really good goose killers that come from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. we got Nick Johnson, Joe Heinz, Jordan Kyle. Yep. Um, you got, I mean, I don't even know how many more to name out. Like, there's too many. Like, all the people that I hunt with, essentially. They're all amazing goose killers. Brian Hansen is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sure you don't know who he is, but he is a, he is a stud of a man. And, like, just a lot of no-name goose murderers, dude. Scott Trinan came from Minnesota. Like, so many people. Uh-huh. So, is that, is that, that, so is it, go ahead. No, I, I, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, so, is that, like, is that why you're attesting that it, it is the toughest state to hunt, just because of that caliber of hunters that or – or, so. or is it just a lot of people? There's a lot of goose hunters in Minnesota, and then there's also a lot of people who are really good at killing geese, so they actually get really damn smart. Like, so smart. Like, you can do it – like, the other day – I saw geese feeding out of one field for six days straight. And then we go to hunt them the next morning. They just switched out of nowhere. Like, I think they, they felt too comfortable in that field. So they're like, mm, we should go somewhere else. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, <clears throat> they, will, they will be hitting wheat every single morning for a month straight. And then you go to hunt a wheat field, and they'll switch to grass that morning. It is just unbelievable. I don't get it. And right now, they're feeding only at night. And it's not even the full moon phase anymore. Yeah, like we're like eight, we're eight days out of the full moon phase and this. And at the end of the month, again, we're going to have a blue moon. We're going to have two full moons in a month. So, I mean, the whole month of October is just pretty much screwed for me here. And it, it, well, I should say in my area, mm -hmm. it's difficult. Right. But, um, but mid, going back to your question, yeah, yeah. Midwest flyways has taken us to Maine it has taken us to Illinois. It has taken us to Nebraska. It has taken us to uh, Louisiana twice. It has taken us to North Dakota multiple times. I have a cabin on in South Dakota. And um, I don't know, man. We're just, like, really fortunate to have gone, like, through social media. Like, I hate social media with my entire heart. But the one good thing that's come from it is all the people that I've met. Like, Wade Shoemaker out of Louisiana. I don't know if you know who he is. Yep. 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 That man is a fucking stud. And I mean, a stud man. Like he is the funniest person alive and we didn't even know each other. He comes up here for game fair one year. He was working for Righam Wright at the time. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you know, yeah, I love your guys' shit on Instagram and YouTube and he talks like this all the time. I don't know if you know that, but he's, he's from the deep South and he's like, Hey man. Um, yeah, I love meeting you guys. And I was like, dude, come and shoot pigeons with us. And he's like, all right, when? So we woke up at 5.00 AM, go to this farm. That's right over here now, right where I live. And we shot like, I don't know, like 60 some pigeons. And he just like shot camera the entire time. I'm like, dude, stop it with the camera. Just come and like shoot some guns. And we had flocks of 200 plus pigeons just dumping into our face. And ever since then, man, we've just been best friends. And so he invites us down to his house, doesn't let us pay a single dime of gas money. Like we stay at his place. He picks us up from the airport, which is an hour and a half from him. 
And then, like, I mean, he's a stud of a man. And without Midwest Flyways, I would have never met Wade Shoemaker. And then in Illinois, there's these guys who own a – it's not like a guide service, but they – it's a hunting club that you pay a lot of money to enter into. And because all the li- land out there is leased. And they uh, – and they, they leased all this land, and then they have members. They have, like, 500-some members, and they invited us out. And they're just like – we'll pay for your hotel we'll pay for your food your beer everything and i'm like this is incredible man and they put us on bird they put us on birds man we shot a 12-man limit the first day of geese shot a bunch of bonus ducks second day we hunted a creek and then we hunted like a a sod farm like it was so much fun and they're still like best friends you know Hmm. that's really cool and their and their deal is called foul feathers well i think i've heard it's a club right they have an instagram yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, I may. I, I think last year they shot six thousand geese. <laughs> six thousand birds out of their like seven hundred <laughs> members. And dude, until last year, they could only shoot two geese a day. That's a lot of birds for two geese a day. Yeah, that's getting after it. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 just straight getting after it right there. Yeah. No, it's legit. So like, I'm, dude, we are so fortunate to have met all these amazing people through what we do. Like, I can't, I can't express my gratitude enough to all the people we've met. That's awesome. That's awesome. What is one of your favorite states to hunt besides your, you know, obviously your home state right in your backyard, but what's Yeah, the, what's I do love country? hunting Minnesota a lot, but uh, I went out to Nebraska two years ago and we only hunted there two, three days, but the the place, I don't want to give it away because um, Phil Conkey hunts there a lot too. But they, uh, that place, dude, in like in Nebraska was just incredible. We get there the first morning and we're getting there and we're the first people to launch and it's a huge boat launch. And I mean, like you could park 160 boats here. And I'm just like, wow, there's no one here yet. And we're in the first week of December. Like, this is crazy get out there and had no idea what we were doing. We shot a decent amount of birds, but nothing special. And we get back and there's 80 boats at the boat landing. And we're like, we had no idea other boats were there. I think we heard like two boats, but there were 80 boats. Didn't hear shooting. It was like a labyrinth of fragmite is what it's called. It's not cattails, it's fragmite. Uh-huh. And then we get back and there's an old man at the launch and he's like, yeah, you guys got out there pretty early this morning. Huh? And I'm like, yeah. And it like normal, like an hour and a half before shooting time, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. And he's like, no, what you, what everyone does around here is they wait at the launch and they wait for the birds to land and then they chase them. So they go to that spot where they're landing that morning and then they get, so that everyone gets there at sunrise, they watch the birds land and then everyone just dumps their boats in the water what? and then goes and finds the ducks. It was the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And so we did How do that. They second. Kill ducks that way. I don't understand. How do they kill them? Well, the thing is, there's a. I, I don't want to go into too much detail because someone could figure it out on Google, but That's they fine. would watch. There's a lot of ducks that roost in an area and then dump into this area. And so it's like the scout birds, you know, you never shoot the scout bird. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, I guess they watch them dump into that spot and then they continue to pour into that spot type of a deal that's crazy and is because we were talking about because we usually go on a trip every year last year we went to north dakota this year we were supposed to go to kansas but stuff fell through 
uh, knee surgeries and Geary's in the academy and my other buddy was supposed to go hell he went to Kansas to uh, to guide so everything just kind of fell apart but we were actually thinking about going to North or Nebraska I mean and and just and just kind of picking a state out of a hat we were, we were thinking about going there so honestly man I would I would find someone that you know that has permission on the North Platte on the North Platte River. That's not where I was, but that's someplace that's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, go there sometime in December and just wallop on them. I'm going back to Nebraska this year, but I'm hunting with my buddy Colby Geis. Gotcha. You know who he is. I think I've heard, I've heard of his name before. That's cool. And go ahead. He's a, he's a young and upcoming uh, videographer and his family owns a bunch of land down there. And he showed me videos when I met him and I'm just like, so I'm coming and we're filming. And I'm physically coming right now. So watching these videos. So <laughs> goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, talk about some of your YouTube videos, not like your hunting videos, but, you know, your uh, calling videos and, you know, your gear review. Is that something you like doing? I mean, I, and we talked on the phone and you said, uh, I'm like, you know, make, make your man like, hey, I got five minutes. I'm actually about to give someone a calling lesson. Did that, did that kind of generate from those YouTube videos? Yes. Yes. So um, that's a great question. So we, so when I, like I, I started to go into earlier, but when I switched from a flute to a short read, I had no idea what I was doing before on the short read, I could double cluck and I could sound like multiple geese at once, but then when I switched to a short read, I had no idea what was going on. It was a totally different system of blowing air. So I went to YouTube and this is like, as we're starting our channel, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot when people would inevitably ask for goose calling tutorials. So I'm like, okay, I need to figure this shit out immediately. And, uh, and I spent an hour and a half a day watching every YouTube video on the planet on goose calling tutorials. And guess what, man, they're all shit. They are so <laughs> fucking bad. This here's a perfect example. Hey guys, here's what I'm gonna do for you today. I'm out of central Tennessee and we are gonna do the quick spit. And here's the quick spit. You say, who it all, who it all, and then he does it into the goose call and he goes, Thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, basically like basically like, hey, look at me, I can call. All right, thanks for watching. Bye. That's, that's essentially every single goose calling tutorial. And it drove me nuts because I'm like, I need to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do this. First of all, I want to kill geese. Second of all, I don't want to look like a freaking idiot, you know? And so I'm scouring YouTube and I couldn't figure it out off of YouTube. So that's what, and we started our YouTube channel in February. So we had no content to put out. So it's like, okay, what do we put out for videos? Okay. I know how to duck call really well. Oh, last year. Hold on. Hold on. Last year. Last year. The Hold goose on. call has a lot, like a huge range. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You're good now. We got you back. The goose call. Can you figure your shit out, tech guy? Huh? Hey, tech. <laughs> hey, you people in, uh, so far, Arkansas and, uh, well, scary sometimes has technical difficulties, but I don't think that's Wi-Fi. I just think that's his working brain. And then Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota, sorry, your shots fired. Dude. Yeah, he, he, I think he about spit out his bush light when I said that. Um, hey, I'm good now. The, the technical difficulties are clear. So go ahead with your video. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. And if it happens again, I'll freak out. But anyway, 
Hey, I, I, I heard the central, I heard the central Tennessee low blow, but we're even now since I called you a skybuster. And that's okay. And that's okay. Cause sometimes it's true. And sometimes it's true, uh, yeah, it but I don't care too. what you think, but I don't care what you think of me, Hunter. So anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, um, so I, so then I'm like, what do we put out for con? We said, what do we put out for content in February? And it's like, okay, I just learned what Texas rigs are for duck decoys. Let's put one together in under 60 seconds. So that was our first video put together a Texas rig in under 60 seconds. And it killed because I did like 17 dozen or something ridiculous by myself. So I got it down pretty quickly. And, uh, and I'm still using some of those rigs today. I think I'm still using like four dozen. And so, um, Anyway, so that was that. And it's like, okay, let's do duck calling tutorials. And then came the goose calling tutorials. And that's what like blew up our channel, man, was the duck and goose calling tutorials. Because I sat down and I'm like, okay, what am I doing to make this noise? And I broke it down. I am super analytical. I have a really analytical brain. And I was thinking, and when I learned how to duck and goose call, I thought, okay, well, what if I put my tongue a little bit higher in my mouth? And then it makes like a squeaky noise. Okay. And then I would watch ducks all the time and I heard them doing, it. and it's like, okay, how do I mimic that sound? And I really thought about it. And that's how I got, that's how our YouTube channel kind of up and up. Right. You know? that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's sweet. I went and we talked about the Sika, the Sika review and whatnot in the gear review. Do you, I mean, do you, do you like doing the, do you like doing the gear reviews or is that no. something that you just feel like doing because people ask you to do them or? No, me personally, man, I don't really care about that stuff. I know that it's necessary. Like if there's a new product that comes out and we're using it, I know that it'll get a bunch of views. And like, I, dude, I'm really, really hard on my shit. Like I am not the nicest guy. So if I'm using it after one season, it's really good product, like for real. And so we're about to do a, a review on lifetime decoys. I bought them last year and I let them sit out here at the house and they were sitting out with avians, GHGs and hardcores or something else. And the only decoy that was faded were lifetimes. And I mean faded. So like that's something. And then like a bunch of people commented on the YouTube, like, Hey, do a year long review on these things. And it's, it's not going to be a good one. It's not going to be a good <laughs> it's one. Not gonna be a good one. <laughs> well, it's, and I know they're a good company and I know they just revamped their entire duck line. Like they fixed a lot of stuff on their duck decoys. I saw that. So like, I feel bad making it, but like a, a shitload of people are making it and I'm going to be genuine and honest about it. Like I'm not going to lie and say, Oh no, it's a great product. I don't even work with them anyway. So. Right. I got you. Well, that's, I mean, that's admirable though, because a lot of people do get into that line where they, you know, are just, they either sponsored or they're an ambassador for something and they don't believe in the product. They're just doing it. They're just doing it kind of the chintzy way, but it's awesome that you're giving a real yeah. review and whatnot. People can trust you. Do you, are, are you guys sponsored by, if you, are you guys sponsored by anyone or? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We have a, we have a decent amount of sponsors, but I only, we only work with the people that, I've, I've tried their stuff before we worked with them, like just plain and simple, because I don't want to be those people because I would buy things because uh, Tony Vanamore was using it, you mm -hmm. know, like for example, hardcore. And I'm like, wow, 
these are absolute garbage mm-hmm. you know like there it's 35 degrees out it's cold or it's like negative 20 let's just say it's negative 20 i shouldn't even be water hunting it's ridiculous outside i take my decoys up and i pick them up and i put them in the boat and then three of them crack and i mean just demolished and i'm like okay well i wish someone would have told me that these thin plastic piece of shit decoys were like this mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's like one of our sponsors is a uh, dive bomb yeah and so what i did is i bought 10 dozen then cal bought five or ten dozen and i used them for a year and a half before we had even talked to them about any sort of a partnership and they are an unbelievable company man mm-hmm. they are so sick and they treat their people their customer service is unbelievable and then their product is awesome i've been killing geese i haven't thrown a full body out myself in, <laughs> in so long man how, no, how nice it. is it not using full bodies Oh, don't even get, don't even get, don't even get me started. (laughs) Dude, it's, it's, it's the biggest game changer when they started making skinnies that, that can mimic a full body decoy and it's, it's a game changer. Yeah. Well, it's not anything new, but at the same time, they're just coming, they're just coming back. Right. Right. You know, and it makes it a lot easier because in Minnesota, everyone chisel plows and it just drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely bonkers. I live next to a chisel or uh, next to a cornfield and i'm i'm just frothing at the mouth and i'm like i'm in a great area i've hunted around this area before i lived here for six years and then i moved here in february and i'm just frothing at the mouth. i'm just like a kid with rabies right you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they and they cut this cornfield and i shit you not within two and a half days they chisel plowed it and i ran out there as and i know the guy so i ran out there and i'm like what are you doing? And he's like, I'm not going to let what happened two years ago happen again. I'm not going to wait until December to chisel plow. Like I need to get it done now. And it's just like, shit. It's, it sucks. It sucks, man. But it is what it is. Get the shovels. We're burying ourselves. (laughs) No, they won't let you do that. No, really? No, 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 man. If you make ruts in their field, if you make, like no one lets you drive in fields around here anymore. No one. So that's what makes silhouettes awesome. Cause one guy can carry 10 dozen, five in each, five in each arm and you're good to go. Like realistically, how many decoys do you think you need hunting geese? Well, you're from Tennessee. You're from New York, Gary. Yep. So are you from upstate or where are you from? Yeah. So I'm uh, just outside of um, Buffalo. So I'm just a little bit West of Buffalo. But I mean, I hunt, I mean, we hunt, we cover a ton of ground out here with permissions and public land. I mean, we go east, west. So the only thing that I don't do is go to the very northern part of the state and hit the northern tier the that divides the southern tier from them. That's how New York is broken up between the northern tier and the southern tier, basically. Right. Obviously, there's regions for deer all over the state. But we basically cover the southern tier, east and west. So, okay, you know, you know, we have there's a lot of public. We do we're fortunate with that. We we have a bunch of public land out here, sw- from swamps to timber, for deer hunting to turkey hunting to duck hunting and and then goose hunting mainly. And me and Hunter have killed a bunch of geese on public water for geese, but. Nice mainly our our goose hunting is done on permissions so just knocking on doors so you know we're fortunate with that but honestly we don't put out too many decoys here i mean 
on the, the biggest heavy spread you've, What's the heaviest you've thrown? For, for what? The heaviest for, 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 thrown, honker, for honkers? Yeah. For me and him, not many. Maybe like, I don't know, eight dozen or something. But now – now that we've had a we I've established like a group of guys here that are hardcore into goose hunting, we could throw twenty dozen um with decoys <laughs> we've all but honestly on the low I mean we get it done twenty dozen's a lot. I mean that's heavy, that's that's late in the season with really? a ton of snow in a cornfield. <clears throat> and I mean early season early season it's not uncommon for us to throw three dozen. Yeah, it maybe even two dozen, but at, at two to at, that's kind of a lie, I guess. Two dozen's pushing it, <laughs> but I mean three to five dozen from September first to the twenty fifth, and then it comes back in not this weekend, but the following, we'll throw seven eight dozen, and then that's I mean that's it. Joey, wow. I was gonna, I was gonna say that I taught Gary how to goose hunt. But after, oh, he some, after some of the shit that he said, I didn't know if I wanted to actually say that. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, just the way I'm it is, dude. With, I'm fucking with you, Gary. And, <laughs> and, I mean, Hunter sees. I mean, we do kill birds. I mean, that's just yeah. – how, 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 how many do you throw out, Joey? Uh, early season. Everyone's a little different. But, like, in our early season, we get molt migrators, if you know what those are. Do you know what those are? Not in New York in early season. Fuck no. Okay. So what happens is a lot of our birds. <laughs> it's so funny because we're northern states, but it's obviously things are so different. I mean, because we're killing, sure. we're killing, I mean, we're killing local birds in early, September 1st to the 25th. We're killing local birds, basically. So you don't have to, th- you don't have to throw out anything. Sure. No, like here, man, we're we're throwing any we're throwing anywhere from five dozen minimum. I'd say three to five dozen minimum in early season to hundred dozen in late season. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it gets pretty gross. So we have similar early seasons, but our late seasons are nowhere near. Yeah, but the thing is, when we get molt migrators, man, they're the geese that don't breed. They won't breed, and so they'll fly up north into Canada, and then they'll come back down uh, come September, and they come down in huge groups of, like, 20 to 100, you know, at a time. Right. And so what you do is you throw a big spread to, like, mimic molt migrators, and you just have so much calling that you can have to bring them down. And so, like, I was hunting in North Dakota with – I'm sure you guys have heard of feet down waterfowl and Joe Hines, right? Mm-hmm. I was hunting in North Dakota with them and we had a thousand decoys out. Yeah. Like, in, in uh, like the week before duck season. So it was September 17th about in North Dakota and the limits 15 a person for early goose out there. And they, you know, they, they killed them right after I left. Cause I have to work, you know, I'm not fortunate enough to, uh, uh, kill geese all the time is my job and so these guys stayed out there for like a week and so they finally got on them but i mean you should see what four good goose collars just even four and we had 10 10 really good goose collars can do to a flock of geese oh. it's just it's disgusting it's so cool just coming down carrying luggage 
from the heavens? No, they 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 flip upside down for like two minutes to get down. Like, cause these things are like a mile up in the stratosphere, and you're like, there's no way. And then you start flagging like crazy, and you start blowing your goose call, and then they just go, just dump into your lap. And it is some of the coolest hunting I've ever seen in my life. This went from six. Yeah, to see, that's totally to different. Than, and like Hunter's been with me. I mean, me and Hunter were here in New York for four years or three years whatever it was. it's not it's nowhere near that we don't have to a, a lot of geese out here early early season they're flying super low they're flying treetop high yeah and I mean, you're getting a lot of sorry Gary, go ahead i keep cutting you off no you're no you're fine i want you to you know put in on this because it might sound crazy to someone else who's in a northern state i mean we border canada i'm we're, we're we we were getting a lot of birds coming off the lake lake erie i mean we hunted connection cuts out you, you good? Yeah, no, you guys cut out for a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, we, I mean, we, we hunted a lot of birds coming off Lake Erie. So when we were hunting, you know, there would be a field two or three miles off the lake. And then that's where they go back to roost is that big old Lake Erie. So, you know, they, I mean, cool. it was, it was, it was, it, it wasn't easy because we had a lot of rough mornings, but uh, you, you knew, you knew where they were going back to. And there was the biggest body of That's water cool. around there. You just to figure out where, what area they were feeding in and whatnot. So it, it, a little, a little different, but that's cool though. Molt migrators, I, obviously like I've never, I've never been a part of that. That's, I, and I love goose hunting, love goose hunting. Tennessee doesn't have it. I mean, they're here, but it's different. Um, you're hunting on like lakes and, you know, I mean, people are bass fishing and people are goose hunting down the oh, river it's, it's just it's just oh. not like it's not, they're not hitting fields and and they and they might be but just not around not around middle tennessee it's just it's kind of hard to come by unless you have like a farm pond or something but um that's one thing i do miss about about being north and being in that in that flyway form is, is goose hunt man i miss it it's well i would love i would love to have you guys up here for early season next year or whatever like after talking to you guys like i want to hunt with you guys you oh, know sure. so you're more than welcome to come and stay at the sheep farm here and then we'll just crush some early season molts. I'm they down. are some of the funnest birds to hunt, man. I'm down. Have Same you, have you hunt, have, yeah, when you start planting that pronto, have you hunted in Arkansas yet? No. So when we were hunting with Wade, we were about an hour from Arkansas. So like it was pretty close to like Arkansas hunting, but like we weren't jamming at the boat ramp and doing all that. So I'm not Dr. Duck, man. I'm not. I got you. <laughs> I don't know what is going on in Arkansas. All I know how to do is duck call and how to read birds, but I would love to freaking go to Arkansas. I've been dying. I've been frothing at the mouth again. Well, well, you, you got, you got a hookup right here. You're looking at them. So anytime you want to come hunt in Arkansas and Arkansas gets a bad, cause I, I feel like every time we bring up Arkansas on the podcast, even like uh, Josh Clendale that we had last week and he hunted in Delaware and you in Utah, a lot of people watch these YouTube videos about people running into each other at the boat ramp. And you do, there are certain boat ramps at certain WMAs and whatnot that of you, course. You'll, you'll find that, but it, it's, it's really not at every, at every boat ramp and, and whatnot. I mean, there's still going to be a line in, you know, just like opening day anywhere, there's going to be a line to get in because everyone's juiced, everyone's jacked. But as the season goes on, you know, there only might be, you know, 10 boats at the boat ramp at a particular boat ramp at, you know, so it's, it's not always like that. I don't want people to get the, a bad idea about it, but like I said, you got a hookup to come to Arkansas and our, you know, Arkansas duck masters. We got, 
everything from the Mississippi River out probably 40 miles both sides of the interstate. We got some timber we can hunt. So you all bring oh, y'all bring y'all bring your boys down here and we'll get it going. Oh, that sounds sexy as shit. Green, green he- have greenheads in timber. <laughs> hey, y'all, you like shooting greenheads? There's nothing but there's a hey, greenheads are good in Minnesota. I guarantee you they are. But there's nothing better than shooting greenheads fluttering down through the timber. Hey, you can't beat. But- Boy, I'm here to tell you, if you ain't shot greenheads in the timber, you don't know fucking shit about life. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, that, that's literally what you sounded like right there. Well, and I loved uh, it. Dude, and I loved I, it. I went from six to midnight just talking about it. I just, I, I get, <laughs> dude, I get, I get so worked. I get so uncomfortable down there that just, it's crazy. I, lo- I love it. Y'all, y'all. You're getting hard up. You getting hard on the podcast, Hunter? Come on, it, don't it be ha- doing that. Ha- I'm talking right now, man. It happens. <laughs> Dude, you told me it was uncensored or whatever, and I'm excited to see how much of this gets edited out. You know. Well, the good thing is, uh, I don't know how to edit, so none of it probably will. <laughs> Hopefully, I can edit my fuck up at the beginning of this uh, podcast when I didn't even know the name of it. I just had a break. <laughs> so none of it will get edited Absolutely out. I promise. Not. I promise you, none of it will. Dude, how old are you guys even? You look young. 28. 24. I was going to say, Geary looks young. You look about my age. Yeah, I'm 27. So. Geary's, Geary's got shave on that just killer mustache. He does look like a. Oh, actually, <laughs> never mind. I'm 25. I forgot. I just turned. Holy shit. Have another one, Ray. <laughs> I can never remember my age. I've, I haven't been able to in a long time. I'm 25. That's a good. Well, that's a good sign, Joe Biden. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> big Biden. Big, 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 hey, everyone. <clears throat> big Biden guy. Guys, today, I'm not the guest. Today, we have Joe Biden on today. <laughs> Doesn't even know how old he is. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. Jeez, man. Throws out two dozen, no, decoys, I, I two dozen decoys in an early spread. <laughs> Bro, we get it done. That's Hunter. I'm not lying. I swear to God. He's rattled. Two dozen He's rattled on, on the podcast. He's rattled on the podcast. Guys, guys, we got Joe and Hunter Biden here on the podcast today, and it's uh, just on. <laughs> Dude, some guy on a job site. I'm in construction too. We do asphalt. Some guy on a job site is like Hunter Biden. I'm like, honestly, I don't really want to be called that right now because <laughs> he's not. He's not the biggest. Fan. He's not the biggest fan right now. He's not the biggest fan of America right now. So I'd rather not be called no. Hunter Biden. <clears throat> Is it bad that you kind of – is it bad for me to say that you kind of look like him or what? I mean, I never said the guy wasn't a good-looking guy. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Don't even <laughs> – No, no, he's a – No, Don't dude. even get him going because he's – Dude, he's a good-looking guy. He's a he's, handsome You're a good-looking guy, man. Handsome You're a good-looking guy. Handsome you're a good-looking guy. Don't get it mixed up. But you got a <laughs> cocaine problem, and that's okay. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I got a Copenhagen problem. I don't know about cocaine, but I definitely got a Copenhagen problem. <laughs> that's okay man keep that shit away from me my lip gets too raw to do that i know well uh hey let's let's wrap this podcast up it's been a good one but i'm gonna put you on the spot give us like a one good story could be bad just experience or funny story with your boys one good story if you have it um if, if, if you got it so uh before before well, give, that, me, give me a little bit more give me a little more context okay um well you you think you think of it uh, everybody, Toe Tags LLC, home of the original waterproof waterfowl tagging solution. If you're hunting just up the road or across the U.S. and Canada, make sure you are transporting and storing your tag birds to avoid hardy fines and possible jail time. 
For a complete list of products, visit www.totagsllc.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Again, that's Totags LLC for all your tagging needs. So just a story, a, a funny story that you had or just a funny encounter, um, you know, or like, or a bad one that like a funny one that, you know, is bad then, but it's funny now. Um, um, well, yeah. like, give me, give me a little more context there because I have stories for days and it's just a matter of like, just give me, give me a story, storyline. How about that? Um, <clears throat> Wow, you're putting me on the spot. And like I was trying to put you on the spot. Yeah, I put me on the spot. Dude, I have a podcast, man. You can't try that shit on me. Come on. <laughs> um, let's uh, maybe like um, you know, like for maybe like forgetting a piece of like a crucial piece of equipment or gear, or like dropping like maybe like a GoPro in the water, or just like absolutely like having it fall off the tailgate and running over it, or. Uh, your uh, boat not starting. I don't know. Maybe someone pooping their pants. Uh, I mean, it, it goes on. Well, I have a good poop poop story, but I already <laughs> told that on. I already told that on our podcast, Midwest Files Uncensored. I'm so sorry, I plugged it, that. But um, <laughs> it would be a poop story. Gosh, damn, Joe. Yeah, well, all we talk about is bullshit, so it just makes sense that we're talking about poop on our on our. You know, well, our podcast. But. If uh, if you don't have a story, I got one. Gary, um, Gary and I, we should we should we tell the uh, should we tell the uh, the the, Am, the the Amish story, the Amish story, or the time where I took you duck hunting at uh, not Conowango, but the other WMA. What was it? Um, what's that WMA? Is called? that by the Wasp Flats? Watch Flats. Do you want to tell the Watch Flats story? Or Well, wow, we're name dropping on here. People from New York are not going to be happy. But fuck it. Tell the Watch Flats because just to give a little background before Hunter gets into this, this is when I was our, my second year duck hunting or my first year? My first year or, duck hunting. For, I think it was first. So this is, uh, this is six months ago or what? Oh! oh. <laughs> I love that you talking shit, dude. Oh, fuck. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to get up there and hunt with you. This is gonna be a fun. Dude. This is gonna be a fun morning in the blind for all three of us, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this disgusting ass mustache that you got, and I will fucking, <laughs> dude. You're a fucking three month hunter right here. Let's hear what you got, dude. Let's hear what you got. <laughs> all right, all right. So Gary, Gary, and I go to this place, the WMA, and I've never been there. We looked at it on Google Maps, and and we're in college. We're giving it the college try. I mean, we got decoys that my dad shipped up to me in a box i mean just just the old college try we got we knew a townie we knew a townie that um that had two kayaks and that, so that's how we access this thing and so we didn't really know where we were going so we get we're, we're actually on a road trip for hockey and we got back that night at like 10 30 11 o'clock and and it was good weather it's gonna be cold um it's gonna be good weather and duck season was just just came in the week before, I think. So we get home and we pack all of our stuff, get all our decoys loaded in the truck. Everything's ready. We probably go out to the bar, have a couple beers and then make our way back. And we wake up or no, no, let's back, let's backtrack. We slept in the truck at the blind. That was probably another time that we did that. We, we left, we left from together we back together. Yep. We, <laughs> 
<laughs> you slept together in the truck, cuddling. I got it. Yeah, probably, probably, because my Chevy. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't run very good back then. So, anyway, so we slept at the boat ramp, and then, and then when we got there really early, slept there at the boat ramp and put in our kayaks, and we we had the great idea of we had the great idea of you're creeping me out on zoom i wish everyone could see i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> um, continue the story. so we <laughs> i can't we're uh you're such a dickhead already dude already. i'm a goof i'm a goof man i'm a goof i'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. no you're good you're good so we we put in and we or we have kayaks and gary's kayak is a little bit more tippy than mine mine's mine's I'm like a, a little bit heavier is. than hunter if you can't tell he's <laughs> like he's a little bit heavier dude so yeah. we got we got this great we got like three and a half dozen decoys with bags and we're bungee cording them to the front of these kayaks and with all in our blind bags or in our blind bags and guns are shoved in between our legs down the hole and we start making our way and we think it's shallow we're making our way through the dark with we got head we got like spotlights headlamps whatever we got some kind of light and we're going through there and we and i and we get to the middle of this thing stick our paddle down dude you cannot touch like cannot touch like would float your head in a heartbeat and i'm like gary what are we doing out here dude so we're just sitting there in the middle of the swamp trying to figure out where we're at and we're trying to get to one place and you know in the dark everything looks the same so dude we finally get to where we're going (laughs) Finally touched dry ground, thank God. And I don't know how the frick we didn't tip over. It was so stupid. It was dumb. The dumbest thing, still to this day, we talk about it every time. It's the dumbest thing we've ever done. Super dangerous. Like, don't ever do don't that. Don't ever shit. do it. Ever. Not classic. 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 Yeah. classic. And so we get there and we hunt all day. We, and we shoot a couple ducks, but like it wasn't like killer. It wasn't a killer hunt. We bumped a bunch of ducks out of there in the morning. So they just never. Yeah, came. there were ducks there. Yeah. So, but this is the time where Gary's fresh, new into waterfowl. So I make him go and buy like a camo jacket, like a duck camo jacket and camo rain, rain pants, rain pants. Okay. This is a buffalo. <laughs> this is a buffalo kid. He doesn't have waders on. We finally get to like oh timber, timber, like flooded timber. And, and he, I can't find dry ground. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. I'll just like, I'll just stand in the water. Dude, he, the kid stood in the water up against a tree it's like 40 degrees all day 10 mile an hour wind and he's standing in the water all day he has muck boots on rain pants and a rain jacket with a t-shirt under it probably yep stood there all day stood there all day but i loved it like i mean i grew up deer hunting so like i wasn't new to hunting by any means like i grew up deer hunting my dad's a super big bow hunter like we grew up hunting but duck hunting is a different deal <laughs> and like <laughs> like me th- like right now i got top of the line waiters like i got the you know the new i'm not even gonna say it, whatever i got the new waiters and they're great but like i was standing yeah. i was standing in almost frozen water like ice chunks might be like floating by or you know forming around a tree i was standing in that with muck boots on like I might as well just like wore sandals. Like an like an an idiot. Like and we were tired, so this is the end of the day. The hunt's over, and we're trying to pack all this stuff up, and stuff's just not you know you stuff goes in really well on dry ground, but not so well when it's wet, frozen, muddy, cold. So we finally get out of there, and I get Gary on back on a dry land and pavement, and he goes, "Dude, you 
I can't get my boots off, man. Like, and he's a big boy. Like he's like, he's like his rain pants are off. Everything's stripped. He's in his underwear and like a t-shirt. He's like, dude, I no, I had no shirt on. I had no shirt on middle of a dirt road. It's dropping into the thirties now. And I was big. I was bigger back then. Like right now I'm probably like two ten. Prime. And I was probably like 250, 260 <laughs> back then. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, like a big old boy. Like, how you doing? Just a he, big old bacon. And <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had water in his muck boots. And he's like, dude, I cannot get these things off. I cannot get these things off. Oh, yeah. So, I'm because you know, if you get wet, they can't get out of those muck boots the way that their heels are made, they're, they're formed or whatever. That suction yeah. in the bottom of the boot, you can't get your foot out. And these were like, and I was devastated at first because I'm like, man, like I've had these muck boots. I wore them deer hunting. You know what I mean? Like you don't get wet deer hunting. Nope. Deer hunters don't even hunt in the rain. Oh, deer hunting's for pussies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. You said (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. So like, and then it goes on, like I'm, I'm naked in the middle of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, New York. Six to midnight. Yeah. Continue. (laughs) Oh, it was awfully cold that day, so. <laughs> <laughs> so well, but, go ahead, well I, I, I was tugging on his boot, trying to get it off, and he's dying, tugging on his boot, trying to get his, his boot. His, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Boot, you're his, tugging on his boot. Yeah, uh, there I was. Going on. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was trying to get his boot off, and I believe we ended up having to cut his muck boots off, his damn yep, feet. We cut them off me. Yeah, they were probably like oh my god, two hundred to three hundred dollar muck boots. At this we time, of, at this time of night, he's the, you know he's needing food. I am too. He's like, dude, I don't care. Just get these fucking boots off me, man. Just cut, like, dude, cut them. I don't care. You know, and we ha- I have a dull knife, so I'm like trying to shred these boots, and it ain't working. We finally got them off and <laughs> got the boy to to McDonald's, and we ordered the whole left side of the menu. <laughs> Oh my god! Dude. I ordered so much McDonald's; it was ridiculous. It was disgusting. Oh my god! Oh, I'll never forget that. I mean, it was fuck, man. It was fun, and honestly, it's a very good public land spot. And oh, well, I guess we kind of blew it up. But. Yeah, no. What was the name of that public land spot again? Uh, mind your fucking business. And, uh, <laughs> Everyone, rewind, rewind yeah. the podcast right now. I mean, if they, they heard it. Heard. But, yeah. Well, uh, next time, next time we get together. You know, we'll have you back on the podcast again. Well, you'll have a story for us. I know I put you on the spot. Well, I was just, I was just going to put, I was, I thought of the story. Oh, based off of his story. Dude, go ahead. I'm all all ears. I got another beer, so go ahead. I got three lined up right next to me. So, um, so this Nebraska, oh my God, dude, that's a lot of bush light. Hey, I already threw out probably six or seven. So. You may have a problem, so uh, you know. But anyway, so. problems only. <laughs> but I'm in Nebraska with my two buddies, Gavin and Riley. None of us have ever hunted this spot. The same place I was telling you about the boat launch and sunrise mallards and everything. So day two, we go out there. We wait till sunrise. We we see where these mallards are going down. Thank you, Hunter. Easy, man. Easy now. So. We, we see where these mallards are going down and we set up panel blinds on the sandbar and we, we brush in the panel blinds with fragmite and it looks like cattails except at the top it's nice and fluffy. 
for all those who don't know what Fragmite is, I had never seen it before in my life. Literally. Sounds like Dynamite. That's what I thought you meant at first when you said it earlier back in the podcast. But oh, not- Dynamite? No, it's Fragmite. So, sorry. So we, we aren't seeing shit for ducks that day. And it's like, whatever. And I see these two ducks coming from the channel on our right, coming in. And I'm like, damn, those are mine. Like, I didn't say anything to the guys. I'm on the, I'm on the far right side of the panel blind. I didn't say shit. Now, let me backtrack. At the beginning of the morning, at this point, I had an XL Mud Buddy. And this thing, that boat is the shit, dude. 1860, 37 EFI, XL Mud Buddy. And this thing was the tits. We had six dozen floaters and 10 dozen dive bombs. And we set up on this sandbar. We had just the juiciest spread you've ever seen in your life. And as we're getting it set up, I slip in my boat and I see my friend Gavin, I shit you not, three feet in front of me and we park this boat on a sandbar and we're getting set up and it's like light out, whatever. I see Gavin and his ankles. Oh shit. Minnesota people. And I'm like, okay, Gavin's, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. Your guess is we're, we're the fucking, we're the fucking worst dude. <laughs> Yeah, pay, pay your Wi-Fi bill up there. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so, so where did I leave off then? The ankles. The ankles where it cut. cut yeah. It. So I, I see my buddy in ankle deep water, and I'm like, and I'm slipping in my boat. And again, this is happening in slow motion. I'm on zero sleep, and I'm like, okay, I'll just stick my leg outside of the boat. So I stick my leg outside of the boat to like catch me from falling. And then all of a sudden, I'm over my waders. My foot is stuck in the boat, and my water water gets in through the top of like my shoulder, and my entire left leg is fucking soaked. And I'm like, oh no! And it's it's 11 degrees outside, but the real feel is negative like three. And we had a we had a gnarly win that day too. So I I just went into survival mode, and I stripped off all of my freaking clothing. And they're, they're setting up and I'm like, guys, I, I need to stop what I'm doing. So I set up a panel blind around my body and I put the heater on. I got completely butt-ass naked on this sandbar, <laughs> butt-ass naked sitting on a sandbar. And I'm like, just trying to like dumping my waders out with water and I'm wringing out my clothing and my nuts are getting sandy and it's awful. <laughs> it was fucking awful. And then I put my clothes back on. And they're like, dude, do you need to go back in? And we're like 40 minutes from civilization. So like, and apparently this area, we got told by the guy, he's like, yeah, a lot of ice chunks come through and a lot of people have to get airlifted out of this area, especially this time of year, because people will get wet and they get hypothermia and like the Marines or like the army national guard will come in and like pick people up via helicopter. And I'm just like, I'm not, you know, we're fine. And I'm thinking to myself, this is me this is me now. I'm going to die. I'm just colder than fucking shit. I'm, I thought I was going to die. And then we get the panel blind set up. Now I put my clothing back on. We start hunting. We killed three spoonies, a couple mallards, a couple geese, you know, like it wasn't a phenomenal day. So then going back to what I said earlier, I see these two mallards coming up the channel and we hadn't seen anything in an hour. And I'm like, these are mine. So I don't say shit. And I, and I shoot at this mallard and it goes, you know, like it, it shrugs its shoulders and then the feet come up 
and like you could tell you hit it, but you obviously didn't kill it. And so then me and my buddy Gavin both shoot at the same time. And then this thing drops, you know, and then we make the funny joke, like, Hey, if it's banded, we're flipping for it. And so then his dog tries to go and get it. And his dog is like on his last years or she's on her last years. And uh, it's a phenomenal dog. He's a dog trainer. He's stupid good with dogs. And uh, dog starts trying to break on top of the ice and the dog is just like struggling. He's like, I don't want my dog to die. And he grabs his dog. Then my buddy goes out there and he's standing on top of his ice, this ice with his knees. And I'm like, dude, if you fall in through that ice, you're going to drown, you know, like, don't do that. And he, so he comes back to the panel blind two hours later. I'm like, I'm cold as shit because I fell in the water. I'm going to go get that mallard. So I go and try to get this mallard. And then I just see the mallard on the ice and I start, and I get up on my feet and I see that it has something shiny on its leg. And I'm like, Oh my God, no way. So I come back to the blind and I'm like, it's fucking banded. My buddy's like, no, it's not whatever. And then Fucking cocksucking Minnesota. What did I lose you guys? Yeah, you're good. So then you what? Holy cow, don't end the podcast like this. Come on. Sorry, sorry. Right. Sorry, we're working with Wi-Fi de- de- technical difficulties here. We got him back. <laughs> Hang in there, everybody. So so then All right. So you came back to the boat and you said it's banded. Yep. And my buddy my buddies were saying to me dude, a hawk almost carried that mallard away. And I'm like, what? And apparently as I'm trying to get up on this ice shelf, a hawk was just chewing it up and it was trying to like take it away. So when I picked up this mallard and I saw I was banded, I'm like, holy shit. And I see that this thing had been eaten out from the back to the breast, but I didn't, I never saw the hawk. And so apparently like the hawk had it in its feet as it was getting up. And could you imagine losing a bird to that shit? Like a freaking uh, hawk taking your banded mallard? Like, oh my God. So then, like, Sweet. I didn't even hear my buddy. What was that? No, I was saying that's sweet, dude. Like something else coming to grab your bird. Oh, I know. It's crazy, dude. Louisiana, they get the gators going after their teal and shit. But <laughs> Go ahead hawk. with the story. No, I know that I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine hunting around snakes and gators? Like, no, I'm good on that. I'm good on that, man. No. But anyway, we get back to the blind and my, my buddy said that he had shot at the same time and we must've shot at exactly the same time because I didn't even hear anyone else shoot. And then, uh, whatever. So we flip a coin and I won the coin toss. Hey, there you go. (laughs) That a boy. That's sweet. Yeah. No, but that was just, that was just the crazy story because I mean that map. This, this is gonna be this so gonna be. It was cold as shit. And what was that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I lo- we lost you again, man. It's getting it's getting bad. You're, I don't know what's going you're, on. You're, I think you're, Zoom you're, is shitty. Your 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 roommate must be uh, getting getting on watching the, porn. He's yeah. watching gay porn again. You know, <laughs> like what what can he do? He's, Zach, stop it! <laughs> but that's a that's a good that's a good story though that you got it. You won the when you won the toss because that always doesn't work out. So no, but think about it this way: like if I would have been a pansy ass, I would have never have seen that banded mallard drop. You know, so I stuck it out and I killed that mallard, and that was it. Banded mallard or death by hypothermia. 
banded mallard. I'll take the banded. I'll take the banded mallard. Well, if, if it's dying or a banded bird, I'll take the banded bird any day. You know. <laughs> we duck hunters. You know, we just we ain't right in the head, but we're we're all no. we're all we're always gonna be that way, man. I appreciate you coming on this podcast. We are definitely gonna have to get together and hunt and make that happen. You're a good dude. I hope wish you the best of luck going forward and all your youtube videos dude, you too just all your success man you guys are rocking it and killing it so uh anybody that uh that listens to this podcast go check out midwest flyways on instagram and youtube channel they make awesome awesome videos um if you're just getting into duck hunting too go check out um tips tutorials anything that you want to uh you want to watch to to learn how to get into it so man thanks for coming on i really appreciate it Dude, thank you guys so much for having me. I had a freaking blast with you guys, and I would absolutely love to have you guys up to have like hunt with us and then film a video with us. You know, I'm down. that would be so much freaking fun. Then we then so. we can do it in in, in person in person uh, uh, podcast, and we can get on your shitty Wi-Fi up there. It'll was, be great. It'll be great. I was gonna say we'll get you guys on our podcast. You know, it's in my basement, so. Great. Great. Yeah. Now I know why you guys do it all face to face because there's no Wi-Fi needed. So. <laughs> oh, no. I'm... All right. All right, motherfucker. You know you want to talk shit. We'll, we'll fucking talk shit. All right. Hey, your see. Hey, your season ends before mine. So y'all give me a call and uh, and make your way down to Arkansas. All right, dude. All right, dude. I'm gonna come and cuddle up in your bed in Arkansas. All right. Let's do it. I'll have it warm for you. <laughs> Everybody this, podcast, everybody, this podcast will be out uh, tomorrow morning, Friday. Have a good, safe weekend. Duck season is near.